Hi, welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to be talking about the new moon in Sagittarius. Very nice. The horoscopes and the aspects that will be coming with this lunation. The um, moon mansion associated with this lunation is the 21st mansion. It's called the city. This is a mansion that it speaks of defeat, destructive en enmities, and people or forces at odds. This is the significator of endings as well. And they say to cut your losses in uh, Christopher Warnock's book, The uh, Moon Mansions. The Mansions of the Moon is, is, is the title of his book. And it also, it had, it's the image of the uh, a two-faced Gemini. So it's kind of Gemini-ish, but it's it, it can signal a liar whenever the moon is in here. So when, so, and this is a, this is really good with this lunation because you want to make sure if you suspect that somebody is not being totally upfront with you, this is a good time to make, this is a good lunation to make sure you're checking your facts. Wow. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Interesting. I see that Jupiter, the ruler of this new moon, is in Taurus. So it's in a version. It can't be seen. Well, you know, the new moon can't see its ruler, which is a shame because it can't help it. Mercury, which you were talking about, it's very Gemini-like, this moon mansion, is in Capricorn right next to it. So it's also in a version. It's like in its blind spot. So maybe that, that will be kind of helpful if it's you know, Mercury kind of mischief-making that's kind of associated with this moon mansion, maybe the fact that it's in a version, I don't know. I think if, if someone's going to be playing mischief on you, it's best to be able to see it. So maybe having it in a version is worse, actually. Hmm, where's Venus? Venus is in a version. But it well, yeah, because a version it. means you can't see it coming. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe that's good. Maybe Venus will bring, well, Venus is in detriment. She's in Scorpio. Yes, she is. She so is. She's in detriment, but maybe she'll try to give some secret help, which is very Scorpio-like. Mars is with the new moon. It's seven degrees away, also in Sagittarius. Hmm. What else have we got? Saturn is sextile. Saturn is sextiling Jupiter. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That ruler of that moon, so a little restraint. It should be a very interesting time. We've got some nice aspects coming up uh, with this next two-week period, though. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out. And I imagine that, well... What is the case, Donna? You, you're the one that uh, is up on the moon mansions and that. Do these moon mansions, like, I know that you're doing it for the degree of the new or the full moon, but do you yes. think that, like, if you have planets, obviously, if you've got planets at 20 or round about 20 degrees of, in this right. case, the mutable, so that's Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces, or Virgo, that that is going to impact them more? 
You know, I think that the moon mansions, they're they're pretty descriptive of the stars that they're around. And I think that they're giving the more of the flavor of the maybe the stars. I don't know. I don't I don't suspect if I had if I was a betting person, I would say no. Mm-hmm. I think that it has to be in the sign where the moon is for it to be effective. Oh. So I think I think everybody else is is pretty safe. Even if you have planets and other signs that are of immutable signs, I don't think they're affected mm. by this. They might be a little with the moon. Mm. You know, if the moon um if the moon triggers them, but the moon Yeah. Uh well that's yeah. interesting because like uh during a two week period the moon's going to get all the way around to Gemini. Well, cancer, actually, because our next full moon is in cancer. Right. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so the moon's going to be traveling through all those planets. And for this lunation, I would think that the the lunation is, is kind of a static type of a chart. Yeah. Once once the lunation hap- happens, but and I, for that reason, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring in the other the other mm, houses. Mm. But what I'm kind of saying is like you know this is quite a mischievous and maybe kind of a little bit underhanded sounding moon mansion. If you have planets at 20 degrees of or very close to 20 degrees of Sagittarius, I'd say you're probably more likely to experience those negative effects more. Yes. Mm. Yes, I would think so. Mm. Interesting. Mm. But it is kind of a general flavor for probably all of us. And particularly where it will last throughout. Sagittarius is in your natal chart. Where's it in your natal chart? Sagittarius is my eighth house. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Taurus rising and I, I have uh, just my part of fortune there. So oh. it's my 12th. <laughs> Better behave. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a lot of. Uh, yeah, well, I don't have anything in Sag. So there is that. Anyway, uh, let's have a look at the horoscopes. Oh, sounds good. And of course, we recommend that you listen or read your ascendant sign horoscope rather than your sun or your moon sign. And we've done a video all about that. We'll put a link to that in the description so you can understand why reading or listening to your ascendant sign horoscope is just far more accurate for you. So if you are a Sagittarius rising, this new moon, Mm -hmm. um, new moon in Sagittarius is going to happen in your first house. This is the house of uh, yourself. So a uh, new hairstyle, a new wardrobe, anything, anything that you're doing um, for yourself is the, this is a good time to, to start those seeds. Um, if you are planning on, uh, you know, doing something that would be a long, a long venture, then this would be when you would start it. If you're doing something for yourself, uh, you know, this is, uh, you got Mars in there, so you're going to have a lot of drive. But you have Neptune that it's squaring, so, um, you know, kind of. So that would be, you might have, you not be as clear about what you are thinking of doing about yourself. So just check on those things. Yeah, I was just looking at that uh, 
Venus in the 12th house of our undoing opposite Jupiter that likes to expand, I think it'd be very easy to go way overboard. I mean, that Venus has passed its exact opposition to that Jupiter, but that just kind of jumped out at me, you know, particularly when we're talking about things like, you know, our appearance, you know, just. Mm. And, And not only that, we've got Mercury that's going to station retrograde very soon. And even though Mercury is in your second house of income and finances, it's going to retrograde back into the first house of our health and vitality and our appearance. So yeah, maybe I wouldn't be doing anything overly dramatic when it comes to looks or appearance. Yeah. That's yeah, be because Mars is in there too. And that's the, that's the planet of let's not think about this action mm-hmm. first. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So Mars, Mars is, is the, is the planet that says, just go ahead and do it. And we'll ask questions later. So yeah, you might want to be a little cautious with what you're starting. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, the new moon and um, Mars are both ruled by Jupiter. Like, you know, you know, go big or go home. <laughs> So, yeah, Mm. it's going to be interesting time, I think. And if you are a Scorpio ascendant, this new moon is happening in your second house. The second house is the house of our income, finances and personal resources. So new beginnings, new starts to do with income, finances, you know, things that can assist you or support you. As we were saying just before, Mars is with this new moon and Mars can be quite rash sometimes. It is a little distance away from squaring that Neptune, but it is um, it is moving up towards that square with Neptune. So it's not really sure exactly where it's going. So yeah, and we also have Mercury retrograde, which will retrograde in your third house, but it's going to retrograde back into your second house of income, personal finances and resources. So very easy to get excited or carried away, I think, to move too quick regarding these subjects. So yes, these subjects are going to be on your mind and that, but maybe just, you know, don't just kind of sign away for the first thing that comes up take your time, look around, double check, you know, otherwise it might be coming back to bite you when Mercury retrogrades back into your second house. Well, so you can see uh, Mercury stationing here. So Mm. if you've got banking issues, go through that with a fine tooth comb for sure, for sure. Mm. And then if you are a Libra, this this new moon in Sagittarius is going to be happening in your third house. And the third house is the house of uh, early education, as well as your community that you have, that you live in. Um, It's also the house of your siblings and and family. So um, it has a lot to do with language as well, early, early language. And, you know, this is the new moon that's starting. Um, you can start projects around all of that. Uh, you know, be careful of, you know, so this is a, be, be a great, you know, for community and it's coming up around the Christmas time. You know, this would be a good time to, you know, be involving your your siblings or your community to any kind of, well, it's more than just Christmas. There's, there's lots of holidays. So it's the holiday season. You know, invite your community, your brothers and sisters, siblings, cousins to celebrate. 
pretty good. You know, you want to give it some thought and make sure that you keep your, you know, the the aggressions in the in in talking while you're celebrating. Make sure that you you know that that Mars is pretty darn close to that lunation. Just keep yeah. that in mind. And that south node is in your first house, so you know, be careful of, you know, that is another caution right there. So, with caution. So this is the Christmas. <laughs> this is the holiday season with caution. Oh my. And if you are a Virgo ascendant, this new moon is in your fourth house. Fourth house is our parents, home, family, living situation, real estate matters, heritage. So yeah, you got new beginnings, new starts, new ideas surrounding those topics or those people. So your parents in particular, maybe. Mars is there, so you may need to exercise some caution. There may be um, a desire to rush or do things too quickly. That Mars is coming up. It's a fair way away, but it is coming up to square Neptune, which does cloud matters. So even though you may be really you know, revved up and excited about this, it's cloudy. You might not be aware of everything you need to know. And we have... Mercury, that's in your fifth house of children, fun, creativity, romance, all those fun things. It's going to retrograde back into the fourth house, which, as I said, parents, living situation, home. Lineage. Lineage. Um, but there's something else I want to say. Um, real estate matters. So you may need to go over these topics again for whatever reason later. So a good way just you know if you're dealing with anything to do with those people or subjects if it's important if it's big if it would be upsetting to get it wrong check double check maybe even triple check this is a very mischievous kind of mm, very mischievous new moon it just lots of lots of irritating things i think for many people and mercury and the moon are both out of bounds so oh lovely <laughs> they're they're kind of acting a little and not as themselves so a little bit uh, maverick yes yes and if leo if you are a leo rising this is gonna this new moon is gonna happen in your fifth house this is the house of creativity and fun this would be a time for you know to start new things with the things that the, your hobbies, the things that you do for fun. So this is, you know, um, going to a concert or, you know, creating children. This is, this is something that you could do. You know, this is the time to, to start those, uh, those hobbies. If you, if you wanted to start a hobby and, and, you know, it's right around the holiday season, this would be a good time to, you know, start those creative things. And if you are a Cancer Ascendant, this new moon is happening in your sixth house. The sixth house is illness. It's also pets, co-workers, those that work for you. That can be employees. That could be a subcontractor, somebody that comes in to do something around the house. It could be somebody that you supervise. Uh, it's also people that are of service to others, good for the community, Thing people like doctors, nurses, first responders, etc. So there could be new beginnings, new starts to do with those matters. We do have Mars, not super close to this 
new moon, but it is there. And there's a lot of planets in what we say is a version. A lot of the planets here cannot see it. Both the benefics can't help because they're in a version. They're like in a blind spot. It's like they're oblivious to this new moon, which is a shame. And we've got one of the malefics, Mars, with it. And we've got Saturn sextiling, which hopefully might actually kind of help a little bit because it's also in uh, a sign ruled by Jupiter. But, hmm, easy to get carried away. You may need to watch for aggression, uh, particularly misdirected aggression because that Mars is coming up to square Neptune. The sixth house is also day-to-day -day kind of just getting about. Mars is actually in its joy in this house, but, you know, Mars is a malefic, so, you know, you do have that. Easy to just kind of your day-to-day -day running around, just it could be increased. Watch for accidents. Things like if you don't feel right, get that checked. You know, if they're kind of like, well, you know, this looks like this and we should operate, maybe a good time to get a second opinion, maybe even a third. Yeah, pets maybe a little bit more aggressive at this time, maybe. But yeah, you may have new plans to do with these matters. You may be really raring to go with matters to do with co-workers, employees or similar it might not go as fast as you would like. Mm. It's just just a weird energy. Oh, and of course, Mercury's going to retrograde yes. back into this house too because Mercury will retrograde. It's going to retrograde the next day. Well, it's going to station retrograde uh, in your seventh house of your one-on-one -on -one relationships, but it's going to come back into your sixth house as well. So just any matters to do with pets, co-workers, employees, illness, those that serve the public, there may be a need to go over old ground regarding those matters, particularly if you have planets between 22 Sagittarius, which is not far from this new moon. Mercury is going to retrograde almost back as far as this new moon and uh, eight Capricorn. And if you are a Gemini rising, this is going to be, this new moon is going to be happening in your seventh house. And the seventh house is the house, the set is the house of the other. The seventh house is the house of, you know, the one-on-one -on -one relationships, whether it's a significant other or a business partner, or even a doctor or a lawyer, somebody you have an appointment with, somebody you have a committed relationship, or actually anybody you have a committed relationship, but it's the one-on-one. -on -one. It's not groups. It's just the one-on-one -on -one type of relationships that you do have. And, you know, this is a good time to start those um new relationships you might have uh you know a relationship you know a, a new relationship very well might start for you at this uh time if you are a gemini rising and if you are a taurus ascendant this new moon is happening in your eighth house the eighth house is shared finances and resources it's other people's money so this can include topics such as inheritances your partner's money, whether that's a business partner or a romantic partner. It's money that you've, you know, commingled with another. It's also loans and debts. It is insurance and taxes. So there may be new starts, new beginnings to do with these matters. We do have Mars with the new moon 
and it is coming up to square Neptune, not super quick, but it is moving in that direction. So we also have Mercury that is going to retrograde back into this house. And Mercury does tend to make us look over things again, go back over old ground because mistakes might have happened or there may have been details missed. So if you are signing any documents, going into some sort of agreement with somebody, applying for a loan, anything to do with that sort of thing, like in inheritances as well, just double check the facts because this is, I don't know if I'd say it's a troubling new moon, but it's a, it's a bit squirrely. And if you're an Aries uh, rising or ascendant, this new moon is going to be happening in your ninth house. This is the house of uh, philosophy and law publishing, as well as foreigners, higher education, and the esoteric subjects. So anything new that you would start around these uh, themes would be something that could be on your uh, on your horizon. And if you are a Pisces ascendant, this new moon is happening in your 10th house of career and public reputation. It's what you're known for. It's also honors and rewards. So there may be new beginnings. Maybe you're starting on a project that will reap you some acclaim or reward somewhere down the track, maybe in six months time when we have the full moon in Sagittarius. Yeah, there could be a new job there could be a new boss because this is also the house of authorities may pay to watch your not just aggression but also just your energy levels as well within um the career or just general public sphere um with Mars so close and it's going to be squaring Neptune further down the track which is your in your first house of your health and vitality so maybe for you it's not so much aggression maybe it's going to be you need to watch those energy levels you know maybe you're putting too much into uh career or whatever project you're working on it may be something uh very personal but something that you, you know people around you you know if they say oh you know such and such oh yeah they and whatever people would say after that you know she's a doctor he's a plumber you know she loves to write you know fantastic voice whatever people kind of say after that that's kind of like your 10th house you know if somebody were to introduce you to somebody else how would they describe you and that's kind of a little bit 10th housey so yeah just watch those energy levels you are going to have Mercury come back into this house. So whatever you are starting with regard to these matters, it may need to be gone over again. It may be something different within those subjects. You know, like maybe you're starting something new at work, but it's something else that you're known for that you need to actually review. But it just seems very likely that you know maybe something that's starting at this new moon particularly since mercury is going to move retrograde back almost back to within two degrees of um the same degree as this new moon so just be aware you know you may be revisiting old ground pretty soon i'm a bit of a killjoy aren't i <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, it's better to know the energy that's coming, you know, so that you can deal with it and prepare for it more. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I do have a stone for that, but <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll wait, we'll wait for that for later. Um, if you are an Aquarius rising, this new moon is going to be happening in your 11th house. This is the house of your hopes and dreams. It's also the house of your, uh, groups and associations, your friends. Uh, it's a good time to start, you know, new, uh, new, new projects. If you have goals and hopes and dreams, this is a good time to, to start a new project. Like with, uh, if you had, um, a, a, a like a, like an idea of joining a, a volleyball game, this, or a volleyball league or, or, you know, a sport, this would be a good time to start that with, uh, new moon in the 11th house. And if you are a Capricorn ascendant, this new moon is happening in your 12th house so the 12th house has to do with matters such as well our undoing this is very hidden and secret house so maybe you're embarking on something very hidden or secretive it is working behind the scenes so maybe you're going to be working a little bit more behind the scenes but it is the house of our undoing so particularly with mars which is a malefic bear and that Mars is moving up towards a square with Neptune. So his drive or his, yeah, where he's putting that energy may not be as direct as it should be. New moons, we want to, you know, new starts, new beginnings. Uh, that Mars there can give you the energy to actually give it some start, but it may be a misdirect with Neptune coming into the picture we also have mercury which is stationing retrograde in your first house it's going to move back into your 12th house and it's going to move back almost all the way to this new moon degree so you may want to watch if you are doing anything underhanded anything secretive anything a little bit if it's a bit dodgy it may come back to bite you or you may need to go back over old ground. Hmm, it's just very interesting. Uh, this is also the places of confinement, like prisons or hospitals. It could be, it's a place of exile. And that can include places like just being far from home, whether that's, you know, you've joined something like a I don't know a police academy and you're going to the academy to study or you're going to rehab it can be places of retreat and rest it can be you know like a monastery or a spiritual retreat something like that for whatever reason Mercury is going to be going back into that house and sorting out details wanting you to look back over matters to do with the 12th house but also yourself as it's going to start in the first house, which is all about you. So, hmm, interesting. Twelfth house is a difficult house. It's a new moon here. You get a new moon there about once every year, so it's not the end of the world. But the fact that it is with Mars and it can't see its ruler, it also can't see Venus, which is the other benefic. Hmm, it's just, you, I wouldn't be pushing, um, yeah. I just wouldn't be taking too many risks or doing anything that could undo you unnecessarily. Especially with that Neptune so close by. Mm, 
yeah, interesting times. <laughs> it seems a bit serious. Um, and but the new moon is in Sagittarius, and I think when I think Sagittarius, I think joyful, optimistic, and those types of things. And that's that's the energy I want to bring in. This might help mitigate um some of those energies. So if you can get this stone in your house, it is called the Dalmatian stone. You can obviously tell why. <laughs> But this stone is, um, it's a pretty friendly stone. I use this stone for when I think that people need to have some ideas, get focused, get some playfulness in their life. This is, this is exactly, see, here's a big one. You can see the, um, it's got black. It's a, it's a white type of crystal, um, you know, quartz that this, all these pieces are in. Uh, it used to be thought that these black dots right here were black tourmaline, and they have discovered that it is not. It's a, um, it's a stone called Arfavenazonite. Arf <laughs> I will write it down in, in my article that I write about it. Um, and so, this is has a, this goes works on the chakras of of the first second and third chakra so this gives that kind of that 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 inner energy that 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 stuff that you you know you bring up from the um you know the the depths of wherever you're needing to 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 bring it but this is this is a, a playful stone if you if i have somebody who um, is either going through a rough time, I will use this stone. I will use this stone if somebody is getting a new direction um, because their life changed. I will use this stone. This stone is for um, finding the fun in life, finding the fun and how to get it to materialize in your life. So that's that's the energy of this stone. It's it's a it is really a great stone to use. It really is, and it's it's very easy to identify. Um, there there aren't any stones that I know of that are like this. And this pattern, it, it's not really a pattern. It seems really random, but this is this is in every stone. I mean, this is this is. It's the pattern in every stone. So it's a it's a really easily recognizable stone. And it's it's a very friendly and nice energy type of stone. It's found in Mexico, but it's it has the qualities of grounding and protection. So that's why when people are a little unsure, unstable of of their life. And they they need to get some fun into it. This gives them a little bit of protection and grounding to get that fun into your life. So that's why I picked this stone. It's it's a great, uh, I think it's a great Sagittarius stone. It's a lot of optimism, a lot of fun, playfulness. Exactly the qualities I think of when I think of Sagittarius. Very nice. And yeah, with this moon mansion, I think we're going to kind of need it. <laughs> Kind of, you kind of do because, mm. yeah, not only that, but the aspects that are coming. We have a lot of Saturn coming in. Mm. This stone is a great, you know, add, you know, add some fun into it, especially with the holidays around. It's a, mm. it's a good stone. It, it, it has got, it's got that nice, playful energy. Kind of lightens things up a bit. Yes, 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've even used this, this on animals. This stone is, is good for, to do layouts with, with dogs and in, in animals. It's, it's gentle enough for that. So nice. this is definitely, it's, it's a stone I've had for a very long time and, and I've been working with it. <laughs> you know what? I really can't think of anybody who I know that doesn't need playfulness in their life. So nice. I use it pretty much on every layout. <laughs> Yeah, unless somebody is says, you know, I can't, I can't, unless somebody is like, you know, two up in their head, then I wouldn't. But if they're, if they're in those lower, uh, you know, feeling, then I would definitely use that stone. Nice. Very nice. So enjoy the Dalmatian stone. I will be writing an article about it, hopefully by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so we have on December 13th. Mercury stations retrograde. Oh, we've been waiting for this. We know it's coming. Uh, Mercury is stationing retrograde today. It has, um, it, it's the Mercury is the planet that is in charge of communication, travel, short travel. Well, probably any travel. Um, it's, it's in, and messages. It, it's a fast moving planet. It, uh, it is neither benefic nor, uh, malefic it's it it has it kind of it has that dual feature which is a lot of this a lot of this um even the moon mansion described this double feature the a two-faced type of individual that might be speaking one one way to, to to some people and another way to you so this is this is definitely um this is saying that mercury is not going to be acting in the most dignified way this moon mansion, <laughs> you know, that we had, that I spoke of earlier, this is saying Mercury has got a really good chance of, you know, not being as forthcoming or, or missing information. So check your information twice. This is, that's, that's definitely for sure. It's going to end its retrograde period January 1st, but won't quite be out of the shadow period until January 20th. And it's going to retrograde back into Sagittarius. As far as 22 degrees Sagittarius, which is almost as far as this new moon, which was at 20 degrees of Sagittarius. So, yeah, this um, retrograde period seems like very caught up with this new moon. So it's interesting because the new moon's in Sagittarius, it's going to retrograde back there. So whatever you start under this new moon from of the, is it the 12th? Yeah, the 12th of December for those in um, the US, 13th, very early of the 13th for some of us in Australia. Yeah, there may be a little bit of a false start. You may need to go back, review, redo, reapply, any of the rewords. Uh, Donna and I did a video all about Mercury retrograde and uh, we'll put a link to that here. We also have a, well, I've got done a separate little video, which is just taken from the larger Mercury video about the retrograde shadow period, because <laughs> me and Donna have both been experiencing Mercury retrograde shadow period. <laughs> As Donna said, it's the 8th there, 8th of December. It's the 9th of December here, very early morning. And uh, yeah, it's just like, I've, I've had enough Mercury retrograde and it hasn't even started yet. <laughs> we've, already, 
we can list them. I've already edited one video twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of stuff. I kind of, yeah, I can't even, my, yeah. Start listing them. My brain is just scrambled, so, yeah. So wherever Capricorn is in your natal chart, that's house and the people and topics associated with that house you likely to you may be seeing those people or hearing from people that are associated with that house maybe you haven't seen them for a long time they may be coming back in some manner and then it's going to go into um Sagittarius where so wherever Sagittarius is in your natal chart the people and topics associated with that house may be prone to errors miscommunications mix-ups delays um just you know just little irritating things you know having to do things again or you know if it's a particularly if it's like a third house you know it might be something to do with your car you know flat tires and flat battery and just irritating little things and mercury is is out of bounds too so you know that's also another yeah debilitating type of 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 condition yeah yeah they tend to act a little bit maverick when they get beyond the uh bounds of where the sun usually travels but yeah so he's having a grand old time or she because you know it's like donna said you know it's neither masculine or feminine it's neither malefic or benefic does tend to be influenced by whatever planet it's closest to so at this current time i think the next aspect it's going to make is to jupiter but you know he's going to yeah. make contact with a lot of different planets <laughs> mm. it's going to be interesting for sure and peregrine oh great <laughs> the next aspect we're going to have is sun square neptune and that's that's a low energy uh type of aspect this would be underlined do not try to get away with mistruths this will this this uh, with a challenge a, a square is a hard thing so don't try to snow anybody this is this is not a good time for it it will come back to probably wallop you um a good one but this is also going to be a time when you're not clear so you know don't you know the worst kind of you know of, of lying is well, not really the worst kind of lying but you really run into trouble when you are not clear on your facts i think uh with this aspect too it's really easy to be self-deluding you know to tell yourself like you know everything's okay or you know this is going to work out this way it can't fail and yeah we've got a mercury retrograde for a start so <laughs> yeah it's very easy to be self-deluded um depleted energy too i think donna said that already but look the sun moves fast so it'll pass but it, really easy to be self-deluding at this time i think don't bet the house <laughs> And then the next aspect we are going to be talking about is retro Mercury is going to trine retrograde Jupiter. And those are both retrograde planets. So they're both not acting 
um, as auspiciously as they can. They are uh, in a trine. So this energy is going to mo move freely. You know, when, when Mercury meets up with Jupiter, it's, it's, it's a benefic planet. So hopefully it will show up um, as a benefit to you. Uh, it could also mean that whatever it is that's going to show up is going to be big. So, you know, kind of keep that in your mind as well. Um, this is, th this is not a time to, to, to take the, the, the easy route. This is a time where you, you almost need to put in the effort to make whatever you're trying to plan for, uh, turn out well. This is, uh, you, you also might want to be listening to or, or getting more involved or learning about uh, religion and philosophy when Mercury is training Jupiter. Particularly if it's something that you were interested in previously, perhaps, you know, there's that going back, both those planets are retrograde. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you're writing a book, this is a good time to re-go over that. Mm, and edit, yeah. Mercury trine. Well, at least it's a trine. Yeah, big expansive ideas. But it's unfortunate that they are both retrograde at this time. I think Jupiter, not, yeah, Jupiter. I think Jupiter retrogrades the stations direct maybe just before New Year's or is it just, uh, just after New Year's? Just before the 30th. Ah, uh -huh. So, yeah, so we've got a little while to go. Jupiter's been retrograde for a while. Yeah, interesting that this new moon is ruled by Jupiter. So here's the first aspect that the ruler of this new moon is um, engaging with, and it's with Mercury. And we spoke about that moon mansion. It's very mercurial. So, yeah, it's a trine. Just very easy to get carried away, I think. Um, not take in all the details and yeah you're gonna have to go back mercury's already retrograde it's whatever house uh capricorn's in and it's going to go back into the sagittarius house as well so it's back into its own terms mm -hmm. it's still retrograde um and it's under the beams so good for working behind the scenes maybe but, you know, it's it's been quite mischievous and uh, it's maverick. Oh, actually, it's it's not out of bounds anymore. So that's something, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, look, great time, big ideas, brainstorming. Uh, but, you know, there's likely going to be a need to refine, recheck, redo a lot of things. And then the next aspect is Venus is going to oppose Uranus. And this is a time um, I, I've had a lot of fun with this kind of an aspect before. This is a time where you can do something new in a, in a romantic relationship. This could also be a new romantic relationship. Something that comes uh, out of the blue. This is a, a, a time where it's asking you to, to look at how you view love or the things that you do with uh, about love in a new way. So, you know, this is a, a, a this can be fun. Um, it won't last long. It's chances are if love relationships do start, they're probably not going to last long, but this is a good time to, to mix it up. Um, we were, when we had a Venus um, 
opposite Uranus one time. We went on a, a side tour and got out of the car and somebody was getting married and somebody was proposing. It was it was really ethereal when, when that happened, but it, it's for usually a good reason. It's it's but it can be fun to mix it up. You you it's it's it, Uranus is asking you to to do something or look at what you love in a different way. So if you're if you've always looked at your significant other underneath the hood of a car, maybe seeing him behind a you know the counter of a scrapbook store would be <laughs> different. <laughs> so yeah, this is a it, it it can be it can be um it can be shocking though. This is you know Uranus is that 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 planet of shock. So you want to be careful of that. Yeah, just shaking things up, you know, in um, relationships in general. This can be, like Donna said, time to mix things up, you know, maybe spice things up a little bit. Uh, but Venus isn't just romance and relationships. It's also art and beauty. You know, maybe you're taking in a different type of art or music or anything that you enjoy. Maybe you're socializing with a different group, very different group to your usual um yeah and it's it's fast moving it's you know gonna pass you know but it's kind of just it's fun to look at things from a, a different angle sometimes and then the next aspect is mercury is going retrograde mercury is going to sextile saturn and this is the um this is that 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 energy of you know, you have, you have a lot of work to do. This would be a good time to, to go over those, that detailed work that you want to, that you've been working on. This is, a um, it, it's tedious. It can, it's, it's, it's work that, that you will have, you'll be revisiting, I'll, but it's serious work. It's you're, you don't, you don't really want to do the, the Jupiterian type of work. You want to do the details. Yeah. Mercury is retrograde. It's still, it's combust at this time. It's so close to the sun. It can't be seen. It's getting burnt up. Saturn can lend it a little bit of stability here. Uh, yeah, just hopefully study it. Probably a good time to do Mercury retrograde things. Re-look at something, re-edit, reapply. Uh, if you're starting something new and hoping that this Saturn helps, Mm, possibly not as um good yeah it's hard to say but look definitely i think a good use of this would be doing mercury retrograde things the rewords rechecking redoing yeah satin will help with that the stability and make sure everything's right yeah and December 21st, the sun will enter Capricorn. This is going to be in the Northern Hemisphere, our shortest day. So, you know, we can look forward to um, getting more light after this. Uh, this is a, um, you know, this is a time where anytime this, any planet, and that includes the sun, moves into a new sign is a good time to journal. This is a, a more serious sun, I think. You're moving into a Saturnian sign saturn can see it and uh hopefully can give us some support for that serious work you know when the sun enters capricorn in most you know western astrology tropical astrology 
the zodiac signs are synced to the seasons, whereas in sidereal astrology, they're synced to the stars. So, yeah, this is the start of, you know, the darkest um, of the dark, you know, the shortest day in the Northern Hemisphere. Down here in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the opposite. It's our longest day. Uh, but for those in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, the days are going to, it's still going to be more dark than it is light, but it's going to, the light is going to slowly start to, you know, a little bit more light every day. So it's like, you know, the worst is done. Huh. Mind you, you still got to get through two Saturn signs, so I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, so wherever Capricorn is in your chart, your natal chart, the people and topics associated with that chart are probably going to be more prominent over the next month. And yeah, they're shining a light. We've got Mercury there at the moment, but it's going backwards. Yeah, and we've got Pluto there as well, so fun times. The sun going to be shining a light on the Plutonian issues that are going to be changing because Pluto's about to move too mm. not this month but <laughs> I I do believe that the sun will catch up with it before it changes signs let's have a quick look they'll catch up it looks just before it goes but that should be the last time that the sun conjuncts Pluto in Capricorn I believe because Pluto will be in Capricorn from September to November next year. But so the sun won't come round to, this will be the last sun Pluto conjunction in, in Capricorn. The next in one Capricorn. will be in um, Aquarius. Ooh. That's pretty big. So if you have not been listening, just stop. <laughs> it should be interesting. And then the next aspect we are going to encounter is the sun is going to conjunct retro Mercury. And this is called a Kazemi, or it's in the heart of the sun or in the uh, king's room. There's all kinds of names that, you know, the ancient people have put names to this. But what it is, is when basically the sun is trying to give energy or the uh basically the marching orders for mercury mercury is still in a retrograde so he's not going to act upon it once he gets out of the beams of the sun but he he's he's going back to into the retrograde period when he goes back and then when he comes forward again is when that that this action is really going to take place so it's the first kazemi of the the mercury sun uh, lineup and usually that is um you can that's very inspirational for ideas this could be ideas that you might be working on for later so uh it's not really time to you know jump off and 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 head to the uh the workbench this is the time to go to the drawing bench first maybe <laughs> yes mercury retrograde we did a video about that and uh we mentioned that earlier, but I'll just mention it again. And we do cover the actual Kazemi in that video. And uh, I'll put a link to that in the description. But yeah, with the Kazemi, some people believe that it's valid for one degree either side of the sun. Like Hellenistic astrologers, a lot of them use that. But uh, medievals, I think it's, is it 16 or 17 minutes? Yeah, something like that. It's just a few yeah. minutes 
Yeah, so some people believe it energizes and kind of like really um, emphasizes the qualities of that planet. So in the case of Mercury, brilliant ideas, you know, great aha moments and all the rest of it. It's um, if you've been struggling with something, you know, during this retrograde, particularly in the Capricorn house, it um, you may have some understanding or some breakthrough at this time. This is the 22nd of December, uh, just prior to Christmas. The problem is leading up to this, Mercury has been under the beams or combust the sun. It's like it's so close to the sun we can't see it. So it's a great time to be doing things behind the scenes and doing those re-editing, reapplying, rethinking, rechecking, anything, you know, that has re in it basically. After the Kazemi, it's going to be also combust, burnt up by the sun, and then under the beams. So, and almost immediately after the Kazemi, it's going to retrograde back into Sagittarius. So wherever Sagittarius is in your chart, for whatever reason, just after this Kazemi, you're having issues or going over old ground to do with Sagittarius matters. And the next aspect we are going to have is mercury retrogress re, retro retro ingresses into sagittarius and you know this is when you know those planets when they're when they do a retrograde they can likely go into the 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 house previous to them um so this is uh when mercury is going to move back into sagittarius a good time to journal anytime a planet moves into a sign it could be impactful especially if you have um you know any important points or or planets at this at, at that degree at in you know in those degrees in the late degrees uh this is a uh definitely a time to take note that something could change might and this might propel you to help you figure out what it is that mercury wants you know to be doing and functioning the next trip around the zodiac and just looking at that Mars there, it's uh, at 20 degrees Sag, which is the degree that this new moon, that this whole episode's about, was at. So that's interesting. So yeah, not only is Mercury retrograding back into Sagittarius on the 23rd of December, but he's moving towards Mars, which is moving forward towards him. So yeah really easy to you know do things too fast too hasty yeah and you're probably gonna have to go over old ground because of that so wherever Sagittarius is in your natal chart the people and topics associated with that house you may need to just watch that you're taking your time and not rushing matters because uh it may be what's causing you some issues uh for quite a bit now as Donna was saying earlier, the shadow period for this retrograde Mercury is not until the 20th of January. So, you know, almost another month of dealing with issues. So, hmm. And then the next aspect that we're going to be talking about is the sun is going to sextile Saturn. And uh, this is a, you know, Saturn is, is, is moving direct right now. So, you know, that's nice. It's, they're not, and the sun never goes into retrograde. Um, this is a, this is a, this is a, a 
good time. Uh, sextile is a is a a nice uh, aspect. Saturn is 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 that more somber planet, and when the sun is the sun and Saturn when they get together, they're asking you to to, to do the hard work or the detailed work or any kind of work that has is serious. Um, kind of, you know, saying take a look at you know where the hard work in your life needs to take place. Yeah. Sun sextile Saturn on 24th of December. It's, yeah, you've got obligations and chores and things that you need to do, but, you know, you don't feel too badly about them. You know, it's just like, yep, I need to do this and, yep, okay, I better go do it. Uh, really interesting with it being so close to the holidays for many people. This is, you know, last minute, you know, have we got everything? <laughs> and, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you do. And I mean, this should help with that quite uh, quite a lot. Trying to think if they're, oh, look at Mercury and Mars. Yeah, that might be causing some issues. But look, hopefully this will help sort some things out. Uh, the sun being, applying uh, a nice helpful aspect to Saturn, who's solid and reliable and going direct. Oh, he's moving quite fast too. He's moving at 238% of his usual speed. So good for him. Yeah. And then this is also, you know, for those people who save their shopping until, you know, Christmas <laughs> Eve, this is going to, your shopping is going to be serious. It's going to be detailed. It's going to be, um, you know, more restricted. So expect that if you're, if you're, if you're saving your shopping until that last minute, <laughs> you're going to have a little bit more restriction yeah yeah and and probably not big extravagant gifts either <laughs> the next aspect is venus trying neptune this is this is a really good time for it to be hitting on december 25th this is a time when you you just want to lay you know lounge around and um and enjoy your family time and not you know, dream and talk about, you know, uh, gingerbread houses and other fun things that are like non-believable. Frosty the Snowman. You, you want to think about those kinds of things on today because this is not a day for serious thought. This is also a day for um, really good compassion. If you have Venus trying Neptune, you know, you can be really compassionate with those uh, family members or friends that you are uh, encountering on this day. If any of the hard planets are going to, you know, make a connection, Venus and Trine-Neptune is a really good one to land right on Christmas. It'll it'll keep kind of everything in the fogginess. Nothing's too serious, but there's a lot of love or beauty, uh, appreciation, compassion around this this day with, with, with these two uh, connecting. Yeah, nice that it's on Christmas Day in uh, the States. It uh, will be felt, yeah, for like down in Australia, we're quite significantly ahead of uh, the US, for example. But we'll feel the build-up to this and uh, the exact conjunction will pro probably be early on the 26th. Not conjunction, trine, sorry. The exact trine will be on the 26th. But yeah, like really nice, idealistic, just nice energy. Maybe wearing some rose-colored glasses, but you know, 
that's better than being too cynical or too jaded, I suppose, particularly if you are mixing with friends, family. It's, what do they say? Time of good cheer. So, yeah. Yeah, the other, the only negative here is delusional love. You know, you could be totally, you know, in the dark when it comes to, to love. So hmm. that, okay. that would be the only negative there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just looking at um, Mars and Mercury getting closer too. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, that might be a side issue. And the moon's out of bounds. <laughs> mm, mm. And so is Mars. So our emotions uh, are going to be a little wonky. Yeah. Later on that night, uh, the moon's going to oppose Mercury and uh, Mars. It'll oppose Mars first. So, yeah. Could be some fighting words and some emotional upsets. But yeah, look, try to um use this Venus Neptune and enjoy it. It's a nice aspect. Should be nice. And then we have the full moon in cancer. Yes. On the 26th of December, which will be the 27th in Australia. So the moon is ruled by Cancer, so it's in its own sign. That's nice. Mm, Venus can see it, which helps. Yeah, Jupiter. Yes, Jupiter can see it, but so can Saturn. Mars can't. So that's something. That's a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he's hanging out with uh, retrograde Mercury, so hmm, interesting. Well, we will find out what that's all about when we get to that at the next uh, podcast. And Linda, um, I know it's a busy time of year for you, or a busy, busy time for of the year. What are you doing? Uh, what kind of services do you offer, and how can people get a hold of you? I'm at Scullywag Astrology, that's astrology.scullywag.com, and I offer natal readings, relationship readings, and natal, I think I said natal, I offer natal readings, relationship readings, and year ahead readings. I'm tired. <laughs> we were looking at charts earlier, and I think I've got Neptune, trying Neptune or something. And it is early. Oh, yeah, you do. It's nearly 2 a.m. <laughs> you <here>. do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And Donna, how can people yeah. find you and what services are you offering? You can find me at donnabeastrology.com. That's my website um, there. And uh, you can email me at donnabarconsulting at gmail.com. And I offer natal uh, year ahead as well as horary, um, electional. And I also work with stones for energy healing. So you can get a hold of me um, through my website and or email it, me. It, if you're watching, I don't know if you're seeing this flashing. <laughs> it's just Mercury shadow period stuff again. Did you see it? I didn't see it that time, uh, but I yeah. did see it earlier. 
yeah, yeah. yeah it's just kind of flickering it's weird yes um so thank you for listening and um well happy holidays to anybody that celebrates the holidays and um i hope it's a nice joyful beneficial time for everyone uh, we really appreciate you listening and your comments and your shares and your likes and um thank you for listening happy holidays everyone yeah don't let the don't let the new moon trip you up this one's a bit of a tricky one i think <laughs>